Hey everybody, welcome to the Shed Us the Moon podcast with a little bit of chaos. If you're looking for talk on the paranormal, cryptozoology, UFO community with some self-empowerment and tarot thrown in there, then you come to the right place. I'm your host, Shadows of the Moon, and sitting across from me, as always, is my friend. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Shadows of the Moon podcast. So sit back, relax, and let's join in the conversation.
Okay, is that better at all? Is that better? Hmm. I don't know. Okay, we'll do this. We'll go down. Maybe I got it on the Test. That's number two. Number two. Number one. Number one. Number three. Number three. Hey, Sammy. Number four. Number four. Which one sounds better? Did any of them sound better? Hold on, guys. We're having a little bit of technical issue. All the same. Well, what the hell? Damn it all. Well, they shouldn't be. I wonder if I might have to the hell? Nicole, you know what happens when that happens? I give something a kick and it oh, no. Is that better? We'll get it. We'll get it. Oh, now you hardly hear me. See, that's why. Is that one better? Awesome. Awesome sauce. See, we'll get it. Took us a minute. Awesome. So apparently I can't put my mic on my Yeti. I have to put it on my default, which is my Yeti. See, when it comes to... Thank you guys for the help. Seriously. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, you know me. When it comes to the video stuff, I can do all that. But audio, I have no freaking clue. <laughs> so I just start hitting buttons. So remind me, if it ever goes wonky like that again, say, get it off your freaking Yeti settings and put it on your default. <laughs> so how you guys doing today? Hey, Cassie. Did I miss anybody coming in while I was trying to figure out? Hopefully I didn't. Just trying to figure out my technical issues. Yeah, I don't know about that, Nicole. I know some people would probably disagree with you. Here comes that, Eddie. I hear them. I hear them. I hear them. Uh, we had some technical difficulties. I don't know how. Never on this show. <laughs> You are here. 
figment of your old imagination. Oh, and he's wearing his mask. He is COVID conscious, guys. Hell yeah. <laughs> yep. There's, oh, no, your markers aren't there. Nope. I don't know. I don't either. So. Go ahead. Keep talking. Give me a minute. Okay. We're going to give Eddie a minute. <laughs> I got to pull my drawers up. <laughs> <laughs> Had the staff at the old folks home brought Eddie back at last? Yes. Yeah, no, they didn't bring me back. They paid for a cab to get me out of there. <laughs> yes, there's a masked man in my room. Yes. Yes, I am. He's over there going like this. Yes. <laughs> You're the best around. Heather said, TMI, Eddie. <laughs> what, that I'm the best around? No, that you were pulling up your drawers. Oh, I could have been pulling them down. <laughs> Now that's TMI. <laughs> oh, what the fuck? Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys are something else, I tell you. Gotta give the boy points. <laughs> no, we ain't gotta give the boy points. I will take all of them. <laughs> right, Heather? Both are TMI, right? <laughs> Don't be jelly. <laughs> Well, they pay now. <laughs> <laughs> and Heather, too. See? Thank you, Heather, for She's the paying. love. <laughs> she can't send them lemons fast enough. <laughs> I tell you. All right. All right. <laughs> you guys are crazy. That's all I can say. It's fucking hot here. I don't know what he's doing over there. So how are you guys? <laughs> Heather's like, not paying, Eddie, not paying. Sounds like cash register to me. <laughs> Keep depositing. Oh, our Wi-Fi is like way low. I don't know about you on your end when you come on, but. Um, I'm, mine's full. Uh, where the hell am I? <laughs> Andy said, Eddie, just change your incognito pad and get on with it, mate, for fuck's sake. My fucking depends, man. Leave me alone. <laughs> that shit's funny. But yeah, today on today's show, we're talking about winged cryptids. Love it. Love it. Right. We're talking about Kotex. No, shut up. Oh, my God. Hey, you're the one that said wings. Oh, my God. Help me. I'm almost there. Help me, people. <laughs> no, today we're going to talk about variety for we're going to go first down a list of cryptid, uh, winged cryptid. I almost said winged cryptid people. You never know. Some of them are humanoid. Um <laughs> And then we'll t get into some viewer stories. There he is. <laughs> there he is, folks. And there we go. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell was that? Now, why the hell is your big box hiding all my fucking chat? 
What? Your thumbnail. I don't know. The hell do you want me? What? The hell do you want me to do? Fix it? I... <laughs> Lord. I am her one. Oh, damn it. Is that better? Well, yeah, I didn't mean to take it away. Where the fuck is my heart medication? Out by the TV. This guy, he's never ready. I'm never ready. No, he's never ready. My God. Now I hear myself because he's got his headphones off. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. <laughs> Holy hell. Thank God it's Thursday. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll be talking about different flying cryptids and people's encounters with them, and holy hell. Oh, I believe it, Andy. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> hey, I'm Earth Aliens. How you doing, on? What's up, Aliens? What's Patrick, up? Heather, Nicole, Andy, um, Cassie. Sammy. Sammy. Christina. Christina. <laughs> Eli. Is he here? Yes. Eli and Ron's in the background with Eli. Hey, Eli. <laughs> hey, Ron. <laughs> when you did that, all I can think of is, hey, you guys. Wow. <laughs> That's all I can think of. Anyway. Anyway. Hold on. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. You're an asshole. <laughs> so some of the... Um, unexplained, <laughs> yeah, unexplained incidents from experiencers contain cryptid birds, pterodactyls in Maryland, Texas, and California. A Florida witness observes a large group of flying dragons that is eventually gathered aboard a craft. Weird, right? An aircraft carrier? No, like a UFO. Oh. A red-eyed winged humanoid observed near Braden, Florida. Braden or Bradenton? Braden. B-R-A-D or N-D-O-N. Okay. Brandon? I don't know. Lar Marissa. Large wing cryptids in Kansas, Florida, Wisconsin, and Connecticut, and a huge translucent manta ray shaped uh, entity. Right? Observed over Burnside, Kentucky. As always, if you're listening to the podcast portion of this. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Um, I, you know, we invite you, of course, to come over to the live and jump in the conversation. Right? Right. Right. No idea what the hell she said. Hey, Marissa. That's, um... Marissa. No. Well, it is. Ugh. But she's on Facebook. Uh, what the hell's your name on YouTube? You haven't showed up on YouTube so long. I don't even know your freaking name anymore. <laughs> she knows who she is. Damn Marissa. it. <laughs> I got to turn my notifications off. Okay, you do that. Well, I don't want them to think Avon's calling. Avon is always calling. 
Okay. You ready? <laughs> I was born ready. All right, guys. Here we go. So our first cryptid that we are going to talk about, right, is, you know, in some cryptid cases, more mundane things are usually explained with the counters. For example, some believe that the sighting of the cryptid known as the Chupacabra is nothing more than a dog with mange, right? Another example is a belief uh, um, of one orthonopologist that the famous cryptid known as Mothman is actually a possible mutated sandhill crane. So Marissa is Skooks? Yeah, Skooks, that's it. Jesus. Yes. Okay. <laughs> In recent years, there's been a lot of buzz around the cryptid world of the return of the previous mentioned Mothman. Only this time he's been not in West Virginia, but up close in Illinois. Um, actually in the Chicago area, there've been various reports on what now they call the Chicago Mothman since its peak of popularity began in 2017. One paranormal research has even penned a book on the phenomenon as more and more sightings pop up from the area. With the Chicago Mothman sighting being a hot topic in a cryptic world, I thought we would talk about our favorite flying cryptids. From gigantic birds to strange flying men, these cryptids are flying beasts from around the world. So the first one we got up is the Bassan, or the Bassa Bassa. Okay. This guy. That almost looks like a phoenix. It kind of does, doesn't it? So this guy is the cryptid. It's sometimes called the fire rooster. It's essentially a giant fire-breathing chicken from Japanese folklore. It is said that, that when the wings of the large bird flap, it would make kind of a similar sound to the to basa basa. To what? Basa basa. <laughs> which is believed the origins of the name of the strange beast. The fire that comes from the mouth of the Basan is said to be a ghost fire, that it feels cold and does not burn those around. Now, the Basan lives in the bamboo forests of the Ipio province, modern-day Enheim Prefecture, but would disappear whenever anyone heard the sound of its wings and went outside to investigate. Now, I got a question. Okay. Is it really wise for him to live in a bamboo forest if he breathes fire? But it's a ghost fire. It's not oh. hot. It don't burn. Well, then what the hell good is it? Maybe it's because it's from the another another realm. I don't know. Hey, freaky geek. Big old pheasant with fiery bad breath. There you go. <laughs> it looks like a guy with his head stuck in a piece of cauliflower. Nice. <laughs> Andy said, why has that bird got cauliflower on his head? <laughs> See, you tell God. That's how much they talk, They think alike, guys. That's what's scary. That's what's scary. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the first one. That's the bossa bossa. Bossa bossa. <laughs> Freaky says, trying to upload a video is not very easy after two years of doing it. Yeah, I know. Trying to get... Yeah. Believe me. So the second one 
Let me see if I got the right picture up. Yes. It's the Owl Man. That is the Owl Man. Now this guy, he's a cryptid obviously quite similar to the Mothman. The Owl Man is half man, half bird that resides in Cornwall, England. And according to the legends of the avian humanoid, it is first spotted it was first spotted by two young girls by St. Joseph's Church in Manawan in 1976. Reports claim that the creature looked like an owl but was the size of a man. It's said to have glowing eyes and large black pin pincer-like claws. Other reports not seeing the creature but rather hearing a loud owl sound. Some believe that the creature can be explained simply by the fact that owls often enjoy roosting in church towers and the beast the girls witnessed was nothing more than a normal-sized owl. There she is on YouTube now. So half bird, half man, correct. Cornwell, where men are men and sheep run around scared. <laughs> And Nicole says, looks like my Andy in the morning before his coffee. <laughs> no yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he definitely. And he looks like an owl. It's got owl. I mean, obviously, this is an artist prediction or, you know. Drawing. Yeah, that. Um but he looks like he has owl legs with the, you know, when they pull the feathers up from an owl. Why does he look bow-legged? Does he look bow-legged to you? Kind of. He looks like he's got a great set of legs on him, though. Wow. <laughs> he does. <laughs> what can I say? Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd be freaked Nothing, out if you already said it. <laughs> I'd be freaked out if I saw that. That ain't as scary as the owl that scared the shit out of me. Well, yeah, that was true. And he got scared by... Uh, he has born owl. Yeah. I've never seen anybody jump and duck at the same time, but Eddie did. I still cleared that mud puddle. And it was funniest thing I could... Oh, my God. Well, because she spotted that owl like... Two seconds. Second yeah. I did. Yeah, two seconds before. And the only, the only reason why I seen it is when he opened his damn wings... Yeah. We got that thing had a wingspan of like freaking six feet. Oh my God, Andy. In 1298, the Welsh invented the condom using sheep's lower intestine. In 1300, the English improved on the idea by removing it from the sheep first. <laughs> know some women who have that kind of chest too. I do. <laughs> Feathery? No, not feathery. <laughs> <laughs> but flat. Oh, you guys are funny. You guys are too funny. Okay, so the next one on our list is not that one. It's not that one. It's that one. That looks like a giant raven. Do you know what it is? It's a bird. Well, yes, it's a bird. <laughs> it's a dead bird. Obviously. This is what's known as the Thunderbird. 
although it's not really the Thunderbird. Um, the Thunderbird in, in lore of Oh, yeah. I was like, I thought he said, because he's freaky geek said, looking at the tail, it's a giant crow, not a raven. And I'm like, I read that as looking at its tail, it's a giant cow, not a raven. I'm wow. like, what? <laughs> it shot me off balance for a minute there. Off but, balance. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um. It, to me, what I've heard about Native American legend anyway is that Basically, when they seen Thunderbirds, like the feathers were different colors. I know, freaky geek, you are. I had to reread that twice. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they were different colors. Kind of like a, I guess not. I don't. I don't want to say parrot because it was more broken up than that. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, the Thunderbolt. I'm trying to figure out what you're talking about. Like the the different color, the the feathers were different colors. Oh, so it was a colorful. Right. Yeah, it was a colorful colorful bird, but it wasn't like a, a parrot. Like the colors were more broke up, more patchier. Okay, so it was splotched. Yeah. Um. But anyway, look at what Bricky said. <laughs> Thanks, Eddie. Now the post seems naughty. <laughs> well, he said he was rubbing off on you. <laughs> or he, was rubbing, he was rubbing something. <laughs> okay, so the Thunderbird is a creature of Native American um, legends, and the story of the Thunderbird varies from one tribe to the next. But the idea that many cryptid researchers seem to identify the animal with is that it's a watchman of the upper world in earth. The, la the Thunderbird is often thought to be a guardian of a particular area. One of the most and uh, first and most popular sightings of the Thunderbird came in the early 1890s when two ranchers reported to have shot and killed a giant winged monster. The story was so popular that it made its way to the Tombstone Epitaph newspaper. And according to the report, the creature had a smooth, hairless body, sharp, pointy teeth, massive, thick, but nearly transparent leathery wings, and an elongated, pointy tail. See, I wouldn't think of that as a Thunderbird. I would think of that as a pterodactyl. But anyway, um, <laughs> some have... No, because a, a pterodactyl wouldn't have uh, jagged edges like that as feathers. Because if, if you think about a pterodactyl, it was like a webbed wing. Right, that's why it said a massive, thick, but nearly transparent, leathery wing. Was on this thing? Was No, not on the bird that I'm showing. Oh, okay. But on what the explanation was of what their sighting was. Um. And it says right here, some have um, said that this explanation leads more to a prehistoric pterodactyl than a bird. That's what, reading that, that's what I thought they were talking about was a pterodactyl. Some believe that the Thunderbird could be a different kind of dinosaur left over. As the Argumentus, what, what is that, yeah, 
what this picture is. However, argumented fossils from the late um, Monocene have thus far been only found in sites of Argentina, which of course is quite far from the Western United States. Welcome back, Nicole. Absolutely. Welcome back, Nicole. So the next one on our list, it's not that one, it's that one. <laughs> this one is the Van Meter Visitor. Now that looks like a pterodactyl as well to me, right? That looks closer to a dactyldactyl. A dactyldactyl? The other one. Well, you know, it's a fucking missy is bullshit. <laughs> According to the legend, this monster came to visit the town of Van Meter, Iowa in October of 1903. Many reports were made of this sighting of the creature that was described as half man and half animal with large bat-like wings, fire beams that shot from his forehead, and a particularly foul aroma that followed it and stalked the town for nearly a week. Many respected members of the town of Van Meter report having run-ins with this monster. In fact, many claimed to have tried shooting the beast, but reports said that the bullets just bounced right off of it. Finally, is, is that, now is that what is is he shooting a laser, or is that supposed to be a bullet bouncing off his head? That's a good point, but I believe that's the laser coming out. The not laser, but fire. It's supposed to be fire coming out. Yeah, that looks like freaking laser. But it could be a depiction to, of the bullet bouncing off. That's a good eye. <laughs> good eye. Um, well, he might have a bad eye. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> internet is we're lagging. Yes, we're out. Streams have connection issues. Yep, my YouTube's down. It's still saying we're live. All right. Well, you just give me the. Yeah, no, you're. I just now heard you say that you're live. Head circle is death on YouTube. Are we here? I don't know. Looks like the creature in the movie Riddick. <laughs> you're live on D Live. Apart from its lack of protruding shark. Like teeth, it looks kind of like my ex mother in law. <laughs> Same flat, heartless chest, too. Needs silver bolts to shoot her down. <laughs> Nicole's like, No, I'm here. Okay, you got you. All right, as long as you guys hear us. You're not here, Missy. You're there. Okay. So, um, finally, having enough of the men in the town chased by the creature to an abandoned coal mine, they were met with a second one of these beasts. Can you imagine chasing after something like that? And then another one comes out. <laughs> like, what the fuck? The mercy creature backed out of the coal mine where it reportedly disappeared. Hey, you know it's fun? I'm hearing you in headphones. Mm -hmm. Probably about four and a half seconds after you're, you're over there talking. That's weird. But can you imagine that, though? Just to see one of them. Right? Especially something that looked like that. Okay. 
Yeah, we're done with that one. All right. This is still this guy. That just looks like a fat bat. Thank you for the ice creams, Nicole. Thank you. And the lemons. Like Andy said, of course it's weird. It's your show. Right, this is true. So, the next one is the Kansas City Winged Demon. I don't think that was it. No, that is the one. The Kansas City Winged Demon is a slightly smaller creature in comparison with the other beasts, such as the Thunderbird or the Van Meter Visitor. However, they may lack the size. They What they lack in size makes up in mystery. According to the legend, the winged cryptid is reported menacing the town of Kansas City, Missouri. It is described as the size of a man with a nearly 12-foot wingspan. Similar to some Mothman reports, those who have a sighting of the Kansas City winged demon have found the encounter particularly disturbing. For one instance, a girl was so upset by the sighting that she reported to have passed out. She it's was that got. Scared? She was that scared. Yeah, it actually. But does it have like maybe because it's just the tail ends coming down? But I, I it looked like it had like four different feet. No, it's just how the how the knees are bent like that. Yeah, know, it's got the uh, the talons, so it does make it look like it's got two on each one, but it's only one. Yeah, but it does have like an owl face. With the it bat looks, wings. Yeah, it looks like a cross between, uh, like Andy said, a cat and an owl. Right. And it looks like it's high. Look at his eyes. They, they, they ain't even open. Yeah, they are. I can really? see little pupils right there. Yeah, well, you know, when you squint, yeah, I guess your eyes are open. <laughs> <laughs> now, then they have in this list the Bill of Dead, right? But I, the Bill, as much as the Bill of Dead is a very strange creature, and I'll pop up a picture here for you. Um, I took it off the list because of the fact that I cannot find anything with it saying it had, here they have wings. They're saying it has wings, but I don't. Well, Joan has got wings. What picture are you looking at? Not this one. I'm going to open up a new one. Oh. Because I'm like, this thing has wings. Why isn't they saying it doesn't? <laughs> Hurry back, Heather. But I just wanted to give you a, a, a up, you know what I mean? Like, not an update, but. Come on. That looks like a pissed off platypus. Well, that's the thing about the Billadad is the Billadad is a strange. I don't know. It's believed to live around the area of Northwest Maine, where it survived by stealing bugs from fish and forging the grasses around the local pond. According to uh, local lumberjacks who consider the creature to be a delicacy, although po possible poisonous, it has the tail of a beaver, the body of a rat, and the beak and wings of a small bird. But I cannot find anything even remotely close to them talking about wings. Even in, like, I went back to old stories of the Bildad because lumberjacks are the ones that usually spotted these. And I couldn't find anything um, about wings. It doesn't look like it has wings. Yeah. 
It says, although it has short and scraggly front legs, it's believed to have powerful kangaroo-like back legs that help propel it through the air in search of insects. I mean, that I can understand. Maybe but it's got a lot of flap under the front arms when he propels himself. He's like a flying squirrel. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because flying squirrels don't have wings. Right, exactly. But they have that skin, that skin extension that they can... Uh, Here's another picture of it, too. They can expand out and let it, you know, glide, glide on the air. Right. Doesn't look very big compared to that. Yeah. Damn thing looks like it'll take out your kneecap. But I tried everywhere to find out um, a, a winged one. You know what I mean? Yeah, it don't look like it has wings to me at all. I, I think that's what it might be. Yeah. <laughs> So, all right, next on our list is the periton. The periton is a creature that comes from medieval legend. It's said to be half deer and half bird. Um, this is another one that I couldn't find. Well, I, I can, but I mean, it's not... Well, sort of welcome back, Freaky. <laughs> sort of welcome back. So, this is the Parrington. So, I, I'm taking it as... I'll show you another picture. Oh, come on. That looks like a generic version of Pegasus. Right, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> right? But then there's like these. Like, I wonder if it's seeing like a, um, a phoenix. That's fucking Rudolph pissed off. <laughs> so, when it comes to the Parrington, it's a creature that, like I said, comes from medieval legend. It's said to be half deer and half bird. Accounts of the creature vary between two main depictions. In one, the creature is akin to a centaur with a deer front, front half and bird-like wings and back half. In the other common depiction, it's resembled more of a pegasus with the body of a deer and wings of a large bird. Some believe that the Perryton cast a particular human-like shadow because they are spirits of sailors who died from far from home. Welcome back, Heather. Welcome back, Heather. According to the book Imaginary Beast, written by Georgie Borges in 1957, the Perryton lived in the fabled city of Atlantis until the earthquake destroyed the lost city. Only the Perryton were able to escape disaster, of course, by flying away. I'm trying to think of if I had any, if I remember reading any, because I'm a big Atlantis fan. Um, is that Santa's reindeer? <laughs> um, spirits of sailors become shithawks. I mean, seagulls. <laughs> That's what Andy said. Um, but no. No, Andy typed it. You said it. Well, yeah, that's true. But I, I don't think I can, I don't remember hearing anything about Parrington and Alanis. I mean, other than folklore. Do you know what I mean? Right. Well, I mean, a lot of these uh, cryptids uh, stories are, are a lot of folklore. 
I mean, people are trying to go by memory on, on what it looked like when people are trying to draw it from what their, their description is. Right. Yeah. I mean, and that's hard. That's tough to, when you're trying to, especially if you're not an artist like me. Now that looks like a pterodactyl. That's a roping. That's one of my favorites. The only problem, the only difference that I would see about that being a pterodactyl is the web feet. Right. And well, and it's not as big. Right. Yeah. The roping is a massive like bird creature um, that has been reported in and around the island of Papua New Guinea. It's reported to be a featherless flying creature that emits a bright red light from its forehead. So it almost sounds like the other one, right? Kind of. So I wonder if they were seeing the same thing. But this one looks more like a, a, an ancient dinosaur. It, it, it looks more like a pterodactyl than the other one did. Hey, Simon. How What's you doing? Simon? Um, right. Yeah. Some have um, said that the light is used, or hypothesis, I guess, that the light is the red light coming from the forehead, unlike the other one that had fire coming from his forehead. This one assisted in finding foods in the water around the island. Which So it's a fish eater. Right, yeah. Many reports that the creature is nocturnal in nature, which also explains the red light often seen when it is nearby. The first sighting of the Ropin was in 1935 when respected British entomologist and traveler Evelyn Cheeseman went to Papua New Guinea to investigate the strange flying lights of the island. Many later expeditions to the island believe that the Ropin is a type of um, kind of pterodactyl or pterosaurus that lived in the island. Others believe it may simply be a large bat species that's the native to the land. Hold on, you got you to say it the way Nicole said it. Where the hell is it? Oh, yeah, right there. Uh, Tadaterodactosaurus. There you go. That's the new name for it. I don't even know how I can. I don't know how you do that. that. (laughs) (laughs) I got you there, Nicole. Simon said Kentucky Fried Chicken Saurus. No, that's the first one. That was the rooster, the chicken. (laughs) Oh, yeah, the the, uh, Phoenix. Yeah. Could they be seen? A roping? Um, possible. I, I would say possible, yes. Probably. Slim to not. Right. I mean, you say they, they're living in... Pissed already? It's the only way I can say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if, if you say they're in New Guinea, right? Yeah, Papua New Guinea, yeah. Okay, What's the uh, uh, forest situation like there? The forest? Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe they think they're seeing something in when it's flying through the trees. You know what I mean? Right. Maybe it's just a fucking parrot. I, I don't know if I would say a parrot. I mean, that, I mean that's a big bird. That's not depending on the light, the way the light shining through trees, if it's flying through the trees, the shadow. And some parrots they have long tails, so they can be mistaking, you know, uh, uh, shadow 
coming off the table or the tail to make it look longer. You know what I mean? Right. So can this one kind of be debunked? Yeah. Okay, it says, because uh, I looked up Papua New Guinea's terrain, is largely mount, mount, it has a lot of mountains, and it's covered with tropical rainforest. Yes, thank you, mountainous. And tropical rainforest. Okay, there you go. So right there, it it, it could be uh, somebody's imagination, but they seen something like this. Right. And you're talking about the rainforest, which is full of parrots, and huge parrots. It could have been a, a toucan. Right. I see what you're saying. Oh, I definitely see what you're and saying. I'm not saying that, that somebody didn't see it, but it, it would take a hell of a lot of convincing me that that, that thing's real. Right. Andy, Andy brought up a good point, too. A lizard, a frog attacking a pigeon. The shadow hides the details. And that's true. It does. I mean, I'm, I'm not here to discredit anybody, but I'm here for my own sanity of the fact of it's going to take more than a picture to prove to me that that thing's real. Well, these are just pictures. They're not, I mean, obviously you can see the strings. This I is, didn't mean by that picture. It's going to oh. take more <laughs> than pictures, though, right. to prove to me that that thing's real. You know what I mean? Right. And I know that one's on display. Yeah, you can see where it's hanging. I, I get that. Yeah. But, you know, somebody just come up to me and said, oh, my God, I've seen, you know, this huge bird. Okay, well, you're in a rainforest <laughs> where there's water falling all the time. The sun comes down through the trees. Mm, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, Simon, that could, that's a good question. Could it be kind of a glider? Yeah, you don't even, yeah. I mean, you think about it, even like a sugar glider, right? Or a flying squirrel. If you saw that shadow, you would think it would have wings, right? Right. Because it opens up its skin flaps. And, and here's the, well, no, I see the claws now. I, I didn't see the front legs at first. Oh, yeah. You really got to look close. To yeah. See it. Right here and here. Yeah, and, and, and we're agreeing with that, that it, you know, it's a, it's a rendition because you can see where the strings, it's where it's hanging from the ceiling and that. <laughs> Like Eddie's armpits, that he's getting waxed. Oh, I did find the uh, uh, a waxing kit. It is not a photo. That's that. Why? Okay, we we covered that. It's not a photo. I understand that. But it, it what I was trying to explain is if if you had a photo of something like that, you really, really are going to have to do your best to convince me that that fucking thing's real. Right. Yeah, I get it. I totally get it. What about this person? No, that you cannot sell me on that. For why is there a cat above her head? No, that's a flower. Oh, it looked like a cat. I know, <laughs> I know. It kind of did, didn't it? But no, you are not going to. You can. You, you know what? It'd be a cold, cold, cold day in hell before you can convince me that that's real. So this is the gummy yum. Somewhat slimmer to the Kotengu, to King, Kotengu of Japan. The um, Garyun is a winged bird-like creature with the head of a beautiful woman that is said to live in Russia. The Gemayun is believed to be a holder of great wisdom who lives in a recluse on a small island. It's also believed that this creature is prophetic 
in nature. It said that the beautiful Gumayun knows everything there is to know about all of creation. So you're saying she's like a guru. Right. Or it is. It, or, are they all female or are they are they're males too? Or is it, just it just said that it has the head of a beautiful woman. Okay, so then I'm taking it that they're all females. Either that or that's the only one. And if that's the only one, then they're, they're no longer in existence because she'd be dead by now. Right, yeah. It does, Heather. Heather says, looks kind of like a black wing angel. Um, but yeah, another, you know. No, that don't even, I wouldn't even compare that to a siren. No, these are all, um, like Slavic folklore. Well, not all these, but I mean this creature. You know what I mean? Here's another picture of two of them together. Looks like Greek herpes. What? Oh, harpy. Harpy? See, they're women. Yeah. How do they reproduce? If they're beings, they don't need to reproduce. So they just fucking magically fucking show up? Yeah. Okay. Angels do, don't they? They don't re reproduce. Every time somebody dies, an angel reproduces. <laughs> I mean, archangels. Let's put it that way. <laughs> do you got harpies? Just cold source. Neither one. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, let me get rid of this guy. Her. Look at this thing. How'd you like to come up across that thing? I think I've seen something like that in the Florida waters. Yeah? Yeah. Screw that shit. <laughs> you ain't never seen a flying fish? These are space penguins of Tuscacambia. That, don't even, that doesn't even look anything close to a penguin. <laughs> and penguins can't fly. Well, shit, they can barely walk. Well, technically, this creature is more extraterrestrial than cryptid. There's such a unique sighting, though, that, you know, you had to add them the list. The event that led to the Tus Tuscumbia space penguin sighting occurred in the morning of Valentine's Day in 1967 in Missouri when farmer Claude Edwards spotted what he believed to be a UFO sitting in one of his fields and several small penguin-like creatures busying themselves beneath it. The creature is described about three feet feet in height with three a fight. Three, three fight, yes. Three feet in height with a dingy green coloring. Edwards stated that the penguins appear to be wearing goggles or to have large black eyes and a dark black beak. Well, what the hell is that? I don't know. Well, Nicole's right. It looks like a turtle's head. Like a almost like a almost like a snapping fucking turtle. Maybe not quite a snapping turtle. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, it does. Okay, here's a better rendition of this. Hold on. Looks like the same one to me. Shut up. <laughs> wow. What the fuck is that? That's the spaceship that he 
said landed what the spaceship looked like, and that's what these things look like for reals. With toilet paper arms. <laughs> Only you would fucking. It looks like they got fucking so much excessive skin running down their body, it almost covers their. Oh, God. But look at their fucking. It looks like fucking. Uh, what the fuck? Seriously? Andy, hide your drugs better, okay? <laughs> Grace playing with toilet paper. See? I wasn't the only one thinking it. <laughs> they look like they got fucking gas masks on over garbage bags way too tight. <laughs> I bay. Holy crap. Dumbledore, what the hell is that now? Oh, that's, uh, who's the one that trained the Ninja Turtles? Uh, Splinter? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's him. He just lost his tail, that's all. <laughs> Booger people during COVID. Oh, my God. I mean, see, that had to have been submitted by, like, a five-year-old. Look, it's, it's background in watercolor. Stop. So yeah, that's that's what they're they're supposed to be. What he can describe, I mean, he don't know. You know, he said that um, they appeared like they were wearing like hazmat suits with boots, and their arms looked like the wings of a penguin. That's why he called them penguin people. He picked up a few rocks to throw at the ship, but as he got about fifteen feet from the ship, he could tell it was protected by some sort of force field. And after about five minutes, the aliens went back into their ship and took off. Why'd that thing look exactly like a mushroom, though? I, well, it's hard drawing spaceships. Just don't draw a mushroom. <laughs> Just don't draw a mushroom. I, I mean, I, I understand. Like, see? Oh, sorry. I clicked out of it. You did. And like I said, I'm not, I'm not trying to discredit people from saying they've seen what they think they've seen. You know what I mean? Right. But these drawings do absolutely no justice. If, if you're going to expect me to believe that you thought you saw a flying penguin and it's got arms from toilet paper and it's got skin that goes all the way down over its feet, how the hell does this thing fly? Please explain that to me. In the UFO, there were more am. Oh, more they don't fly fly. Right. They flew in the air. Gotcha now. All right. Okay. They, all right. <laughs> Well, I mean, all you said is they fly. So, what do you think I'm going to think? You, you wing penguins and they fly. What are you, what are you thinking at that point? Right. No, I get what you're saying. Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Holy hell. Hey, I'm timing this pretty good. This is the second day in a row that I've gotten to 11 o'clock. And now we go into our stories. I'm doing good. Maybe at one point I'll, I'll actually be able to open up the phone lines again. <laughs> Maybe I should start coming in late every day. Maybe. <laughs> Eddie, they making a fly by <laughs> Yeah, kites out of toilet paper. I, you know, as soon as I seen that picture, that's all I seen was fucking toilet paper arms. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I was frozen? Why has it got to be me? <laughs> Dude, you are frozen. Oh, there you go. Oh, crap. I know. It's... it's. She's back. I'm back. I mean, your voice has been there the whole time. Right. The camera froze. And the camera froze again. 
Now, nah, what are you going to do? There it goes. Oh, well, no. There you go. <laughs> and looks like Megan Markell. You know, unfortunately, Stop. she even looks better than that. <laughs> I thought penguins were chocolate-covered cookies. For fluky, even. You thought they were what? Chocolate-covered cookies. For fluky. And you know Floopy looked up. I was only reading what Andy wrote. You can't blame me. <laughs> double, she's double swearing at us in all sorts of languages. Seven different languages, she'll tell you. Mm -hmm. See, even Heather said, cookie time, Fluky. Nicole's going to be mad at all of us. <laughs> so, are you ready for some stories? Eddie in Virginia. Never been there. <laughs> wrote this one. He I, said, think, I, I think I have. Yeah, well, yeah, because I, I had to go uh, Norfolk. I had to go to uh, the shipyard there and fucking do guard duty on the fucking... Uh, Navy vessels. Celebration time. Chocolate moon cake time. Thank you, <laughs> So in Baltimore, Maryland, 13 years ago, right? Full moon, 1030 at night, sitting out back on the steps of a townhouse watching the sky. Next thing you know, I see something go behind me over the townhouse. Who's getting messages? I hear, no, I hear the, the, the beer bottle cap popping. Thank you, Patrick, for the ice creams. Thank oh, you, that's me. Oh, okay. Sorry. I didn't realize you could hear it. I got my headphones. <laughs> so, Baltimore, Maryland, 13 years ago, full moon, 1030 at night, sitting out back on the step of a townhouse watching the sky. Next thing you know, I see something go over me, over the townhouse, four foot wings on each side like leather. Six-foot body, small head. I think maybe the way you said a pterodactyl, a, a pterodactyl, a pterodactyl might have described it as real well. Okay, here's a question I have. How slow is this thing flying if he was able to describe the length, the wing, okay. width? Okay, can I finish the story? Okay. <laughs> Going straight up, no flapping, looped, and then his head went to the west, and I was on the left. And I got up and followed this thing through the yard. It was like 30 seconds and I could see it. It was like brownish color. And I was praying, please do not look at me. <laughs> I could just feel that. Don't look at me. But this was 13 years ago. I get goose just listening to this. When you guys are talking about it, I You're never, right. I never ever thought I would talk about it again. I've told people about it. I even told my boss the next day and all the guys, and they said, oh, it's a bird. This was no bird. It's exactly what you're about. Another one says, I was driving with my boss, and I looked up. What I saw couldn't have been a bird. The upper body was bigger, but when we got to the tail, the tail was not of a bird. It was long and slender. And the tip of the tail, it was like diamond shape. I nearly wrecked into a trash can. No joke. 
I saw it this morning around 9.35 p.m. or a.m. in Austin, Texas on February 27, 2020, driving down Westgate Lane. Um, Simon, uh, to be truthfully honest, uh, the North Pole here, where we can go to in the North Pole, no. You will not see penguins. You have to go, uh, what, to Antarctica, ain't they? Yep. They're much further north than where, where we're at. South, honey. Or south, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, uh, uh, that's all a myth about uh, penguins up here at the North Pole and that. They're, no, they're not. They're down in Antarctica. We got polar bears, though. That we do have. But that's up more up north. Yeah. Yeah. Um, up closer to the uninhabited uh, places of Alaska. Yeah. Another one says, my niece saw a pterodactyl as well, seven years ago in 2013 in Santa Gabriel Valley in Southern California. She was leaving for work at 4 a.m., getting into her car. She said it came down from a large tree, made a lot of noise, tumbling off the tree that was too, it was too small for, or it was too big for. Although, like I said, it was a huge maple tree. She said the tree was too small to hold this thing up, so it landed on the street right next to her car. She ran inside. She could barely speak and was shaken. I believe her because if you know her like I do, she's a very serious, responsible person. I mean, that's crazy. I can't imagine... Just going, can you imagine going outside to have a cigarette and just sitting there having your cigarette? See a pterodactyl flow. Oh my God. But I was like that with the blue heron though. I can, I can imagine you if the thing would have screeched. I mean, a <laughs> raven will fly by without you noticing it and, and, and squawk and, and, and you almost jump off the fucking porch. I do. Imagine a pterodactyl going over and, and, and making a, a loud screech. That's because I'm always, my senses are always waiting for a bear to come around the corner. Well, this is true. <laughs> um, freaky, uh, we do have a place up here, believe it or not, and, and, and this is going a little off topic, but uh, in the North Pole, they actually have a town designated uh, where you got Santa's house. All the shops are always decorated Christmassly. Yes, I wouldn't say they're they're elves or dwarfs or midgets, um, but he he gets a lot of people to help act out through the year, and it's actually pretty cool. Yeah. So. He's from Lon over at Phantom and Monsters. If you guys haven't checked out that website, you really need to. He's got a lot of great stories over there. Um, I received the following email from a woman in Ohio who could, had concerns in reference to a sighting her and her girlfriend had six months prior to the report. She stated that she substituted their names for a nominee. Megan, in parentheses, affirms that all the other details, the location, date, and description of the incident, incident are factual. Hurry back, Freaky. She says, Sir, my name is Megan. I'm forwarding a summary of experience that I had, I and a friend had in August of 2010. My friend and associate Kira and I travel from Columbus, Ohio 
to Ravenswood, West Virginia on business. Hey, distracted. Hey, easily distracted. How are you, hon? Welcome, welcome. While we were there, I wanted to make a side trip to Jalopolis, Ohio, in order to visit a relative that I had not seen for quite a while. After our meeting and presentation, we drove onto Ohio Route 7 and traveled south along the Ohio River towards Gallipus. We had a nice, though brief, visit with my relative, and around 6 p.m. we left their home and drove a few miles north on Route 7 to check into a hotel near the local airport. Around 7.30 p.m. we decided to get dinner and found a quiet restaurant so we could eat and work. After we finished, Kira needed to go to the store and pick up a few items that she forgot to pack, so we headed to a Walmart that was nearby. We were finishing shopping and while we were walking to the car, when we noticed a woman running through the parking lot. When she reached her car, she looked back at the direction of the store, then hurried, hurriedly got in her car. I quickly looked in the same direction and saw what looked like a large bird flying above the roof of the store. It was difficult to see, but when it swooped downward, the parking light, sh the lights shined off of it. Parking lot lights shine off it. You know what I'm saying. The it, light shined on yeah, it as it swooped down. There you go. It looked like it was either oily or had shiny leather-like skin. Whatever it was, it had a huge wide wingspan. I would guess it reached ten to foot, ten, eight to ten foot across. It circled above the store for a minute and then just disappeared. We were both somewhat shocked at what we witnessed, but I figured that it was just a huge bird since it was dark. I figured we had misjudged what it really was. When we drove back to the hotel and decided to call it a night we didn't, so we can get an early start in the morning, um, I got ready for bed, but I thought I'd watch some television first. So it was about 10 p.m. or so. I must have dozed off fairly quickly because the next thing I remember is a frantic knocking on my door. I stumbled out of bed and checked who it was, and it was Kira, and she was obviously upset. She rushed into my room and said, it's here. What are you talking about? I was a little perturbed that she woke me up. She said she was lying on the bed, reading, when she heard something in the hallway. She got out of bed, walked to the door, and listened to what she thought was scratching sounds. After a few minutes, the sound stopped, so she went back to bed. Not long after laying down, she heard more scratching sounds, but from outside her window. Again, she got up and peeking through the curtains. This time, something looked back at her. Our rooms were on a second floor in the back section of the hotel, and both looked out into a small parking lot and a large field beyond that. She could see what she described as a a bald, ugly man with wings who was looking directly at her <laughs> with large, bulging eyes that lit up bright red. It was here for only a few seconds, and then it spread its wings while running at the same time toward the end of the parking lot and lifted off the ground like a bird. You're kidding, right? I muttered to her. Meg, I swear to God, that thing was out there, and it knows it, that I saw it. That we saw it. I know the only thing I was going, I knew the only way I was going to get some sleep is to allow Kara to stay in my room. 
So the next morning we woke up early, checked out, and drove back to Columbus. Kara didn't mention the incident from the previous night during the ride. In fact, she still has never said anything about this. We continue to be good friends and have a very good work relationship. But I get curious. I've never heard about the Mothman or any tales associated with it. I grew up in Texas and only lived in Ohio for a few years. I moved into my mom's house after she passed away, and her relatives lived through throughout Ohio, but have never been uh, I've never been told any of the stories. This is the reason I'm writing to you. We were near Point Pleasant, West Virginia, when we had this encounter. Do you think it's possible that that could have been the Mothman? I read some of your posts recently, and I'm starting to believe that Kara actually did see something supernatural. In light of the prophecies of danger, that is, the thing is supposed to warn people about, Kara has had some bad luck and tragedy since that day. Her welcome husband, back, Freaky. Welcome back. Her husband suddenly left her. She had a fire in her house and was severely injured her leg in a fall. Could this be connected? I personally don't believe in any predictions, either good or bad, but I will admit that these have been strange times since we witnessed whatever we saw. You know, everything that happened, though, you can't say it was it was a bad thing. I mean, the timing of everything it makes it seem bad, but maybe the timing of everything was actually perfect. Right. But creepy. Well, I mean, you know, creepy coincidence. And I can I can put myself in that person's shoes, like after okay, what is it that we saw, right? So going online, checking it out, reading the stories about Mothman, right? Maybe even watching the documentary or whatever, right? And sitting there and seeing that it's supposed to, you know, it's a harbinger of bad news. But yeah. Well, well, it is a harbinger of bad news. Right. But what I'm saying is reading people's thoughts on that, right? So then you're sitting there wondering and, and going back and realizing all the stuff that her friend has gone through, going, oh, shit, is this what this is? And writing, you know, taking the courage to write in and say, hey, could this, I don't know what we saw, but could this be what's happening? Do you know what I mean? What yeah, it takes I, to I, do all that. I do get. I, I, I do understand what you're saying, but if you word anything wrong, it's going to be. You're making this thing out to be bad. Right. No. 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 I'm just saying, asking about your experience well, and I what could have you. You're not making it, but whatever you are writing, whatever your experience was. If you word just one sentence the wrong way, then now it all becomes that he was evil. It was evil. Well, they're not worried about that when they're writing the sentence. They're worried about trying to figure out what the hell this thing was. And is it coinciding with the, what the stories exactly. have been in the past? But what I'm saying is... I get what you're saying. You don't know what the thing is. And you don't know if it was in a coalition or whatever to what was going on in your life at that time, right? Right. So if you tell somebody your story, you know, oh, I seen this thing, and then all of a sudden, you know, I got divorced, you know, this happened, that happened, right after I seen this thing, correct? Right. 
So when you say it that way, it makes it sound like this thing is just evil. Like all bad shit's going to happen when you see it. But you're not explaining anything that happened from the good side of any, like the divorce. Was that a good thing? Did it happen at a right time? Right, I know. This is all I'm saying. So what I'm saying is when somebody tries to explain a story, it usually only goes one way. They're not, you're not hearing, um, you, you hear the bad news of what happened, but you're not hearing the results after it's already done. I think you, you, you're you not understanding me. No, I get what you're saying. But if you're not used to, like, we can sit there and debunk, not debunk, but, like, say not everything's evil, right? But if you're not used to anything, What's it's up, gonna, Anton? hey, Anton. Um, oh, okay, well, have a good day at work or try to. I'm sorry. See how I am? Sorry, Anton. <laughs> I'm home from work now. It, and like Andy just said, he, he said, I thought the Mothman was there to warn. And he was. But everybody thought he's the one that caused the bridge to collapse. He was there to warn them that something bad was going to happen. Right. But the, the thing, but if you're not. Harvaging can be good or bad, Freaky. It can go either way. Yeah, it's a, it's a warning. Um, but if you're not around the paranormal or don't know the stories or, you know what I mean, stuff like that, and you're just freaked out by what you saw and then you're reading stories, right? So you get narrow-minded. Sometimes, yeah. That, that, that's kind of what I was getting at. You, 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 you kind of just lock yourself in now to judging your experience as somebody else's, and, and it's got to be the same because it was the same thing I seen. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. Well, yeah, because you're trying to race and figure out what the hell you did see. You know what I mean? True. And the best way to find out, though, is to find out on your own. Yes, listen to other stories, figure out what was going on. I, I agree with that. But don't try to base uh, a theory, analogy, uh, a hypothesis off of all, all the other stories that, that you possibly heard or read. Right. I get that. But would be in the, straight, the state of we, mind. We're, we're just going in a circle right now. Yes. Okay. <laughs> all right. I'm sorry, but that's what we were doing. We, we just started going in a circle. Yes. Okay. So, moving on. It says, Metzer Town in Long Swamp Township is East Berks County, Pennsylvania. Um, Lon wrote, the witness wrote me after reading one of my previous reports about pterodactyls and flying cryptids, right? So, it says, good morning. As I sit here reading this article, it amazes me that no one caught one of these yet, things yet. I understand that it's something with a 25 to 30 foot wingspan flies past you. You're not going to grab your camera at first as a first instinct. My son is a, I saw this monster thing, monster thing last summer in Mertztown, Mertztown, PA. Merckstown. 
Mertz. M-E-R-T-Z town. Mertz. Yeah. We're parked on the side of the road in a heavily wooded area when this thing casually glided up the road. It looked big enough to carry a full-grown man away with no effort. When the wings flew over the hood of my car, we instantly ducked down. This thing had a round, human-sized head with no beak, hence the term man-bird, and a huge bat-like wings. Now, I would never tell this story if it wasn't for my 16-year-old sitting in the back seat who also witnessed it on that summer day. I'm a pretty capable guy. Not too many things could shake me up. But this thing scared the hell out of me. Here's what I saw. The body was five to six feet in length. Easy. Wingspan was 25 to 30 feet. Easy. No feathers. Bat-like skin. Jet black. And a four to five foot skinny rat or dragon-like tail that sticks straight out. This thing didn't fly like a bird. It glided about 10 feet off the ground in very slow speed. After about 50 to 70 feet, 75 feet of gliding, it took one huge flap of the wings, never changed evolution, or ev- yeah, ele- 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 elevation, elevation, yeah, <laughs> thank you, and glided up the road till it disappeared into the woods. I'm convinced this thing lives underground, probably near some sort of hot springs because it has no feathers. Well, that's my story. Feel free to reply with any questions. That 45-second event will forever be etched into memory. So it's a flying bull bird. Right. He says, he goes on to say, I say, we'll find it and catch it and would love to see it again up close. Well, the weird thing is, though, is uh, any bird I know that ain't got feathers can't fly. Bats? It's not a bird, but it flies. Exactly. A bat isn't a bird. Exactly what I just said. And same with pterodactyls. That's not a bird. Right. Birds without feathers can't fly. You ever see a a featherless parrot fly? Yeah, no, I haven't. But I know what you're saying. What's that got to do with anything? Because they just said it was like a bird. Well, that's what you're going (laughs) to... That's what you're going to say. Oh, am I? Oh, my God, Eddie. When you, if you ever see a pterodactyl, you are going to be, let me tell you, you're going to be straight up logical about it. If I ever see a fucking pterodactyl, I'm just shooting my fucking self. It don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Was one of the MIB in drag. Andy just wants me to get abducted by the MIB. I swear. Me too. I, I mean, Andy, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I uh, twenty-five foot plus wingspan and goes into the in the woods. Sounds too ungainly to want to be around trees in large quantities. I don't know. Look how deer run through trees with freaking huge antlers. But they're not 25 feet. No, but it's a, the brush. They're getting that. I'll tell you what. I will be impressed if you ever show me a deer with a 25-foot fucking wing rack span. <laughs> Andy, do you read that? Yes. Yes, you should. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, or they can look at 
how big deer are, right? At least our deer in New York, they're big. I, how big are they, honey? They're uh, so big. No. <laughs> in, in average buck up, up in the area from where uh, she, uh, Missy was born in that and from where I used to hunt, an average buck can go at about 360, 380. Um, they, they can get... And these are whitetails. Yes. And, and you're talking uh, uh, the biggest buck that we know of that we spotted is 14 points, which is he's got a rack about this big. Get my hands right. And it goes up and out. But they can run through brush that will take you 10 minutes to get through. Yeah. Holding your rifle and, and maneuvering through, and he's already gone. So, I, I mean, I get it, but. Big old white tail or, bag. Or they can, they can, they're stealthy too. I mean, shit. Well, we saw, we thought we saw two deer in the freaking, <laughs> we thought we saw two deer in the thicket. So he whips, what was well, the rock? I told, I, I told you. I, I said, watch this. I'm going to get them two deer to run. Yeah. <laughs> and I took this beer bottle and I swung it all the way down to where they were. Yeah, there was, there was two deer, okay. <laughs> yeah, there was like 14. You want, you want to guess again? <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I'm trying to give him a low ball, you know. There was like 30 or 40 of them oh, all my. of a sudden just popped up and took off. And thank God they were running away from us. Because oh, we, we would have been, yeah, we would have been trampled. We had in no a place to hide. That, I mean. It, you know what, Ricky, and I agree, I, and I understand that, but you also have to remember, every time uh, a buck doesn't get shot every year that the horns grow in this and that, I don't care how much practice you have. Last year, you only had six horns. This year, you got fucking seven, eight points. And so everything, all the dynamics and everything change of entry point and exit point. You, it's not it's not muscle memory from that point on. So if this thing can fly through fucking trees with a twenty five foot wingspan, I'm impressed. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. Like I said, and that's the way I'm looking at it. Deer can run through these. Obviously, they were born with these wings, so they know how to freaking maneuver. That's just my point. Do you know what I mean? I, I totally get your point. I mean, seeing seeing deer be able to do it is is, is amazing. And, and they just disappear. And Love like it. no sound. I mean, sometimes. Most of the time. Most of the time you don't hear anything. Yeah. Hey, sweetly morbid bear. Hello. Welcome. But yeah, uh, just... Even a 25-foot wingspan, though, is just like going into a forest like that. Take care, Skook. Be Have safe. Have one, Skooks. Um, it, it just, I, I, that's, wow. I'm, I'm like flabbergasted, that, you know. All right, next one. All right, on to the next. So it says, in December 2011, I received an email from a woman who referred to as, as EW from North Georgia, um, who thought she had encountered a Mothman. 
After many months of correspondence, the witness has agreed to allow her allow them to post <laughs> the event. So she says, hello. I'm hoping you can shed some light on the incidents I had a few years ago. I was 25 at the time and was driving to my friend's house. It was quiet, about 11.30 p.m. As I drove south an old country road off of a redacted highway near, oh, it's redacted, never mind. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> off of a highway near, um, in North Georgia, very few people pass this way because it leads to nothing but a small group of houses. I turned the radio on and nothing came on. I figured it was blown fuse, but then I started to hear weird scratching sounds coming through the speakers. It sounded like a distant voice, but I couldn't understand what it was saying. Suddenly, something in front of the car and hit the windshield with enough size and force that it totally mangled the grill and hood. I'd immediately stopped the car. I heard what sounded like wings flapping in the roof. But you just say it hit the windshield. Hit the windshield with enough size and force that it totally mangled the grill and hood. How did it mangle the grill and hood if it hit the windshield? That Obviously, it's a big thing. Okay, you understand what I'm asking. Right. You know where the grill is. You know where the hood is. You know where the windshield is. Right. If it hit the fucking windshield, I want to know how it mangled the grill and the hood. Okay. Right, I heard on. what sounded like wings flap on the roof, but in some then something rolled down the back window into the trunk, then eventually on the road. I thought I killed whatever it was. A woman in a truck had pulled up from behind and said she saw the thing or saw the thing hit the road. She said that it was eyes were glaring bright red. As we looked more closely at this thing, it resembled a man with a large bat white bat like wings. The woman walked back to her truck and pulled a shotgun from the back and pointed it to the to this bat like creature. It was starting to move, and we backed off. Yeah, I would have, too. It slowly stood up on large, two large raptor-like claws. It turned and stared directly at us with those terrible bright red eyes. The woman pumped the shotgun, and it slowly levitated off the ground with wings spread until it was about 10 foot up, and then instantly it let out a deafening screech. And just disappeared with a large swoosh. Now you say this thing just levitated. No, I think I think it, I think it was flapping. Okay, because but it just I know, but I think at least that's what's playing in my brain. Um, the woman and I just looked at each other. The thing had a body of a well-built man. It had no feathers, but charcoal gray skin. Don't worry, Andy. That ain't us. That. <laughs> You said well-built man, so. <laughs> um, but charcoal gray skin like that of a bat with some hair on the shoulders and around the eyes and legs. Then it spread its wings. It had a span of 12 foot or more. I estimated it was about 8 foot tall. It had no head, however, just the eyes embedded in the shoulders that had, like, brows. I bet you none of these people were ever in, uh, uh, what is it, archaeology, building fucking shit, and, or whatever the fuck it's called, construction, period. I'm guessing it was eight foot. 
Well, you know me, how I am. Yeah, I know. I always ask you. I got away with, with never mind. <laughs> I didn't notice a mouth or a nose. There's no way I was going to report this. And um, the lady next to me totally agreed. We both, and we, bro we both drove off. I was so shook up, I stayed the night. The next morning, I went outside to inspect the car. There was a huge crack on the windshield, and the grill was mangled beyond repair. The hood also had a deep 25-inch dent. It started to walk. I started to walk back to the house when I noticed something lying in the grass beside the garage. It was um, CW's golden retriever lying dead from massive lacerations up and down its back. I just knew that thing did it. That was three years ago, and I constantly dream of this creature. I was told by a friend that I had encountered a Mothman. It looked more like a Batman, to be honest. I, I decided to look up a few sightings by others and saw your name and blog. Many of the images on Google were very similar to what I saw. I wrote to someone else about a year ago, but they never got back to me. So, what do you think? I mean, I, I have heard of Mothman having, like, no head and the eyes down and the shoulders, like, where the brows would be. Do you know what I mean? Does that sound, does that make sense? Kind of, yeah. All right. But here, here's, here's where I, I, I kind of uh, get uh, lost. All right. So I'm taking it, if the grill was that bad, it actually hit the grill first. Right. And probably. Over the hood. Yeah. Then hit the windshield and flew off the back. Right. How'd the dog get all fucked up? If the dog was in the fucking car. No, the dog wasn't in the car. It did. What she's inclining is that the thing followed her to where she was staying. So he thought, tick for tack, you want to hit me, I'm going to kill your dog. Maybe. I don't know. Um, Freaky Geek, please say hi to Sweetly Morbid Bear. Um, apparently they know you. She found it funny that she ran into you here and she sent you kisses. <laughs> Please acknowledge her. She's crying now. <laughs> well, maybe you know. Well, anyway. been around for years and ain't learned to recognize the headlights of a two ton truck. Things like that don't tend to live like. Well, yeah, you got a point. I mean, how and why would that? Why would it be right there for the car to hit it and stop? Was something up ahead that he slowed the car down for? That could be. There you go, Freaky. Oh, he was crying because of the dog. <laughs> but maybe, maybe that was the case. Maybe he purposely got hit. To save them from something. To stop her. Could be. Because something was happening down the road. But if that was the case, don't you think that would have been included in the story as well? Like, after I hit, uh, after I hit this thing, whatever it was, a little ways down the road, this, this happened, and just because I hit it, it slowed me down, stopped me enough, I wasn't involved. Right. Or maybe she was going to, um... Maybe, an, like, another accident didn't happen because of the fact that that happened. Okay. Do you Maybe know what I'm saying? she hit a crossroad. Right. And he stopped her because he knew if she hit that crossroad when she was going to, 
She could either have been T-boned or T-boned somebody else. Hello? Oh, I'm sorry. I was reading chat. What'd you say? I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> oh, look, a squirrel. And, yeah, <laughs> hey, Melanie. <laughs> no, what I said is uh, maybe he stopped her from hitting the crossroad at just the right time or she would have been T-boned. Right. Or, or she would have T-boned somebody else. Right, right. But why would it follow her to her house and kill the dog? Right, Bear. Divine intervention, yeah. You never know. Killing the dog don't make no goddamn sense. Well, that's sense. true. That's true. Maybe it was just pissed at it. Hi, Melanie. It's like, damn, you got a big car. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but why take it out on the dog? I don't know. I, that's a good question. So, yeah, that just, I, I, I mean, I, I can kind of get the gist of the story because I know Moffat, hey, Black Dragon. Hey, Black Dragon, how are you? I know Mothman is a harbinger of, and it's not bad. He's always there to warn. So yeah, you hit him. He, him, her, whatever the hell it is, right? Put themselves in a way to stop you and slow you down to save you. But you go and kill their dog. That just don't make sense. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I don't know. Maybe it just got hungry. I mean, it got hit by a car. He was hungry. He didn't need the fucking thing. He just clawed it to death. Well, that's true. <laughs> oh, wow. They're... Andy, are you keeping score? Two times in this story, she says that I'm right. Two times. <laughs> Y'all keep score this now. All right, guys. You ready? <laughs> A Florida witness observes a large group of flying dragons. You know, while Heather says it wasn't they didn't kill the dog, someone else did, but they said that it, 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 they found it all dug, the, the back all dug up from claw marks. So I'm guessing that thing killed it. Like I'm trying to kill my mouse. Yeah, I was going to say. Shut up. <laughs> um, you all right over there? No, I think fucking hell. Oh, did you? I didn't know you. I'm sorry. Uh, no, well. We have spillage. It was mad at the dog. It could be. I mean, he might be coming to check up on them. Well, that happened a long time ago, Nicole. Eddie losing his marbles. Um... You know, he could have been, and the dog was, like, barking at it, of course, as the dog was supposed to, you know Maybe what I mean? the dog could have spooked it. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he just didn't know, was what like, that, didn't know what to do and just fucking protected itself. Yeah. Hey, gamer girl, how are you, hon? Sorry, I'm at work right now, but I'm sitting and waiting for the kids. No problem. Okay. No problem. Yeah, dogs are protectors. Melanie says, I have four iguanas living at my new Florida house, and they look like freaking dragons. I know they do. They're really cool creatures, man. All right, so this person said, I saw something. 
amazing flying beings. It happened about 60 years ago when I was staying with some friends in a small town about 30 miles north of Orlando, Florida. It was in July, and every night I'd go outside to check out the night sky. It was about 9 p.m., and I had gone out to do my nightly thing, when then I looked up at the moon, which was almost directly overhead. I actually looked away to rub my eyes because I couldn't believe what I saw. But when I looked back, it was still, it was still there and no illusion. There, flying around the moon in a clockwise direction, from my point of view, were these enormous beings, which looked like flying dragons. By the very slow swoop of their bat-like wings, I could tell that they were truly huge. There were dozens of them, but when I looked up higher, there were tiers and tiers of them circling in the same direction. And there must have been over a hundred of them. They were all black, being silhouetted by the moon above them, so I could see no color or details. They were reptilians. I, est est I estimate the lowest ones were about 500 feet, but it's hard to know for sure. It was a really frightening sight, and I wondered if, I could see, if they could see me standing down there in the dark driveway. Not a very comforting thought. I wanted to run and get my friends to witness what I was seeing, but I was afraid of what I might miss. Just then, I noticed an enormous craft slowly approaching from the right of where the beings were flying. It was around a dozen times the width of the moon and blacker than black. And it was the classic, like, saucer shape. But there was no dome or any lights or windows. But I noticed something I'd never heard mentioned before. That there was this eerie, black, wispy, curling mist all along the edge of the ship. Which I thought was might be some sort of cloaking device. The ship was totally silent as it slowly approached where the creatures flew, never speeding up or slowing down or stopping. Finally, it engulfed the entire area where the dragons flew, and when it inched away, the night sky was again empty. Saved for the cold stars and the gibbous moon, I directly went inside and told my friends what I had just seen. Being the skeptics they are, they said I'd probably only seen bats or birds, but I know what I witnessed. It was something I'd never ever seen before, and I hope I never see again. I do have an idea of what happened, but only a guess. You know how people are out boating, they'll sometimes jump into the water for a refreshing swim? Well, maybe those Rotellians left their craft to stretch those terrible wings and just were there just circling there, waiting for their ship to catch up with them, to get them back on board. That's an only a guess, and who knows what evil mischief they had been up to. For days and days after that experience, I, I worried they might return to do some harm to me for spying on them. But thankfully, if they saw me, I wasn't considered a threat. This is a true experience and, and one that is enough to last a lifetime. KL. So what do you guys think? I missed the beginning of that, so it's going to be hard for me to, like, respond on it. Right. But real quick, number one, Freaky and Andy, uh, Komodo is not a lizard. 
it is actually uh, classified as a dragon. That's hence the name Komodo dragon. And number two, I bet you nobody in the room can tell me the most poisonous spider in the world. And they're actually here in the United States. Well, I'm sure they're around the world. What's that got to do with dragons? <laughs> because he brought up Komodo dragon, and she said, or uh, Nicole said something about being poisonous, and uh, oh. freaky did not. Uh, a referee friend recently told her, I know it's weird, but really I'm seeing a baby dragon outside of her home. She about, oh, pooped her, oh, pop. No, pop. pooped. She just about shit. <laughs> she, no, popped her, pooped her young No, child. her young child kept putting food out there and says it's for the dragon. Well, that one already sees its spirit animal. Yeah, definitely. There's nothing wrong with that. Nope, it's not the Black Widow. You all will be amazed at what the most poisonous spider in the world is. Yes, the bite of a Komodo dragon, it has poison to slow down its prey. Yes, it won't kill you. Their bite will kill you. The most poisonous spider is a daddy longlegger. And the only reason they can't do anything, they can't open their mouth wide enough to bite you. Black dragon, it might be. They might be putting food out for you. <laughs> I was thinking the bite. No, it, no, it's actually the daddy longlegger. But that's really cool, Bear, that you were reading and, and picked up on that dragon. And then uh, she's already seeing her, her protection. The young child, you know. And that's why, that's why I say, even though, like, I hate, you know, obviously when I'm doing my readings, I don't like giving negativity. But, you know, I, it's weird how you can pick up on things. And, you know, it's kind of like when we were talking about um, the other day when, you know, you hold the object and you, um, the hell is it called? Now I can't even think of what the hell it's called. You know, where you hold the objects and get, Get um, premonitions. Yeah, or whatnot off of them. That's why they say when you first start out doing it, say everything that comes to your mind because something might not, you know, might sound weird to you, but the person that had owned that or owns that, it might be, you know, something to them. Well, that's cool. She said they tripped her out. Um, she's she also has trolls and little people. That's pretty normal if she's a healer. Um, yeah. If, if if she is actually putting food out, then believe her, trust in her, because she's trusting in herself. Oh, definitely. Um, Andy. Either way, all spiders must burn. That's just. <laughs> all right. Here's a couple stories, guys, to get the rest of the show going. All right. <clears throat> um, looking for an explanation of a creature that I saw in Kansas last summer it still bothers me. So I look, for, I still look for the explanation. Here's what happened. I was walking my dogs with my aunt, probably around 11 p.m. to 12 a.m. Um, it was clear and a quiet night with lots of stars. 
As we were walking to the camper, something with an 8 to 10 feet wing wingspan, thin, almost see-through wings, gliding over the top of the power lines and over our heads. It was dark beyond the streetlight, and I could not see as it glided over. It did not move. It did not move its wings or make any noise when I saw it. The dogs were freaked out just as much as we were. Following the sighting of this creature, an entire lot um, was full of, the entire lot was full of feathers and bunny fur. Weird. This town is very isolated and goes goes to sleep by 9 p.m. I don't live here, but my parents do. Yes, they, Ricky. Sorry. All stories have wings today. The, today's uh, sponsor is Kotex. Will you stop? <laughs> They've been on the lookout ever since, but never outside after dark. I feel like it's nocturnal, and it may be only around when it's warm or the food is plentiful. I did see something like this when I was a kid, too, but it's been a long minute, and I tried to write it off as unexplained event in my life. There's plenty of those events, gifts from growing growing up out here. Anyway, I felt like I if I told too many people out here, they would grab their guns and find it. I don't want that. I just want to know what the fuck it is. Wow. They were fucking like... Mm. <laughs> cool that there is some affirmation here. I'm glad to know we're not the only ones to see it. Uh, Black Dragon says everything has energy. We also leave traces of our own energy on objects. Yep. So we will... I'm not going to comment on that Black Dragon because that's usually on a different episode of Shadows. Um... I've got my own theory about the energy uh, aspect of what you're saying. Um, but this isn't the episode we talk about it. So, because I could go on for the rest of your show with this. That's true. <laughs> so, I, I, I won't go there, but I would love for you to be in the show um, during that segment. And I would love to talk to you about that. <laughs> Maybe dust, flying dust bunnies. Can you, we have that. It's called summer snow. <laughs> I've never, like, I've never been one to have mess with, um, like have allergies or anything like that. But this stuff, not only does it bug people's allergies, which it still don't bug mine, but you sit there and breathe in and you'll get one. <laughs> it's like whole dandelions. Hold you just suck that fucking thing right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like, you don't want to breathe while they're around. You're going to take a hit of a cigarette, and, and, and you know, you're yeah. a good party, you're getting ready to put the cigarette in your mouth, and it's like... <laughs> <laughs> that is true, Bear. Infectious being as we are, we can either be the elixir or the poison. She is talking on an emotional level. She's not... I know. Not, Okay, she is right. That's what I said. I know you said. <laughs> I, I, you know I threw a beer box at you yesterday. <laughs> Today might be a fool. I got another box. cat ear. Did you even pick up my other cat ear? Where the hell was it? Why would I pick up your cat ears? Oh, no, now I got one cat ear. Hurry back, Nicole. Um, anyway. Wait a minute, where the fuck they come from? Raina, I oh, told, you that, right. told you that yesterday. <laughs> well, I'm trying to, what's in the package on top of the refrigerator? That's Danielle's. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can take that with you to New York. Yes. But anyway, um, I was going to say something and I totally forgot about it now. Welcome to Shadows of the Moon. Yeah. All right. Last story, guys. Last story. This is about a huge translucent manta ray shaped entity observed over Burnside, Kentucky. <laughs> now, we've talked about these before. Matter of fact, we were talking about it the other day can, with can, Melanie. Can I interrupt just real quick? Oh, no. Yes. Black Dragon, we are on our last story. So once we complete this story, if you just want to hang out for a second uh, before we say our final goodbyes, I'll give you my thoughts on on the energy aspect. Okay. Okay. <laughs> a thick cat is a white cover. <laughs> oh my God, freaking geek. <laughs> Sorry. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Speaking of the where the hell is my mic cup? Oh, look. On my desk. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry, guys. It goes on my microphone. Got it. All right. Lord have mercy. Okay. So we were just talking about, like, you know, how we've seen the, the big, um, well, I haven't, but um, we've talked about stories about seeing the big uh, jellyfish in the sky and different things. This was a huge manta ray. So it says, my daughter called me around uh, 1.20 a.m. to inform me that she was in ER, ER with kidney stone. She requested that I come to the hospital to take her home as she had finally passed the stone. But it, but it had been given pain medication and was obviously advised not to drive. Well, I hope she took pain medication. I picked her up at the hospital and took her home. She assured me that she'd be fine. And just wanted to sleep as she needed to go to work the next morning. I drove the six to seven mile home and pulled into my driveway and got on my car. It was about 3 a.m. and I looked up at all the stars in the sky, noting their beauty, when suddenly above me I heard a swish. Directly above me, about 50 to 100 feet off the ground, I looked up to see something that was both beautiful and terrifying at the same time. Welcome back, Nicole. Welcome back, Nicole. There was a huge stingray-shaped entity slowly pulsating as it flew above me. It was as large as my house, which is 2,500 square foot. I noted that I could see the stars through its body. Although its outline was clearly visible, it did not fly as like birds fly, but rather seemed to unadate its body along in perfect synchronized manner. My house sits about 150 feet from my neighbors and the shape covered the space between our houses so it was quite wide. <coughs> Excuse me. COVID. Yeah. As it unindated, I could see that hanging down from its back was something that looked like a tail or legs held together. I couldn't be sure as it continued to move as I watched, it transfixed. It transfixed. I made it made no sound except that initial swish when I looked up, and I think it wanted me to see it. I felt that as I watched it until it disappeared across a farm a, a farm field in the back of my neighbor's home. There was no odor or light associated with my sighting except the stars. At no time did I feel that it intended to harm me, 
but even after it disappeared from sight, I felt frozen in ama amazement. I could not sleep after I, um, I could not sleep after I went to bed, and now, even now, I gaze up into the sky looking for it. Has anybody, anybody else reported this entity? So they just seen a ship, um, shaped like a jellyfish. No, it was a manta, a stingray. Oh, okay. A manta ray. Well, I remember at the beginning you were talking about a, a jellyfish. Yeah, that we've talked about that, seeing it in the atmosphere yeah, and, and did, stuff we, like that. That was yesterday's show, wasn't it? Was, wasn't there something? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. But, but that's interesting because they do say that things live in our atmosphere. Um, do you think it could be the spirit of a dead manta ray? I mean, no, I believe there's things actually living in our atmosphere that are we can't see, and I think this one showed it to her. Right. So, wait, or, wait, okay, and, and you know how I am with the paranormal. You said it showed itself. Mm -hmm. You will only see a ghost if a ghost wants you to see it. Right. And that's how I feel. So maybe at this point in time, they wanted this person to be like, "Hey, we're here. We're not here to harm you." But right. This is what this is what you will see. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, and like I said, you know how you guys know my like most of you know my feeling on things. Sometimes, um, you know, I think a lot of times with us, you know, I I feel that we make our own world. If we believe in certain things, they'll be there. Um, in our life, showing, you know, synchronicity. And, you know, I really feel that even when you're not thinking about things, you're thinking about things, right? And being that late at night, she could have been just, I mean, not maybe, maybe not thinking about manta rays or stingrays, you know what I mean? But just thinking about, like, is something watching me? You know, obviously she admires the stars and looks up to the stars, which... I do that as well. Every time I'm outside. Yes, I try, you do. Yeah. <laughs> but and, see, you got me to that point. Right. Where I look up. I'm waiting to see the unexpected. See, but I, I think because you, my take on that is you have to be, like, I might say that I'm ready to see a UFO, but inside I might not be. I didn't say that. Oh. All okay. I'm saying is I'm waiting to see the unexpected. Right. I'm, I'm not expecting it to happen, but when it does, it, yeah, I'm, I'm going to probably shit myself and run like a little schoolgirl and be like, what the fuck was that? Like me running from the sea lion. Yes. Um. Yeah. And that's, I think that's why a lot of things happen when we unexpected, when we aren't expecting it. Do you know exactly. what I mean? When we're having a grand old time and then something happens, it's like, Oh shit. You know, because now it's got your full attention. Right. See, like, even though when I sit outside at night, you know, by myself, waiting for something to happen, waiting for a bear, is it maybe, you know what I mean? Um, that ain't fun, people. I'm going to tell you that. No, it's not. It's not. Um, and listening to every noise that comes around me. Like, you're actually, when you're outside having a cigarette by yourself here and, and you're, you make yourself paranoid of bears, not of paranormal UFOs or cryptids, just of bears. <laughs> I mean, 
it, it can get crazy around here with sounds. But I mean, that one night that I, I swear to God, there was, you know, the... That dog? Well, no, the, the Amazon people in the woods yeah, protecting they, something bigger. Think about the dog you thought you seen run into the woods. Oh, yeah, when I thought it was a dog running in the woods, and it wasn't. It was a bear. Yep. You know, it was a baby bear, but... Not, well, not a baby bear, but... He was away from his mother. Yeah, and when when cubs are here and they're about a year old, when they away from mama, uh, always keep your eyes open because mama's somewhere close. Right. You never know. No, see, a lot of things contact me through my dreams. I have a lot of weird dreams, very lucid dreams. I'm more and more lucid as the years go on. But, yeah. So. Um, shadows can dream um, almost reality. Yeah, I, I'll put it that way. Yeah, I'm more. I'm recognizing it more as the years go on. Um, sea lions are scary and loud. I can't imagine a bear. No, I'm scared. <laughs> sea lions are very freaking scary when they now, pop up right you, next to you. When you have a full-grown male sea lion <laughs> pop up out of the water at night. With just dot lights on, okay? Five feet from you. You know it. <laughs> you know it. Missy covered 175 yards from where we were at <laughs> fishing to where the car was. Now, mind you, it's all uphill, too. <laughs> I was gone. She had her fishing pole. She never dropped that fucking thing. Hey, Chris. Age of Darkness, how are What's you? Up, Chris. How you doing? But she never dropped that thing. And then as I'm reeling in my, my, my line, she yells, what are you doing? <laughs> I said, I'm getting my goddamn mover back. So I had to pick up the tackle box, the chair, everything else. And, and here I go walking up the fucking to where she was. If this fucking thing would have got on, on, on the, uh, the dock where I was, I was screwed. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I, had no, I had no way out because we know Missy and flight flight. I'm I'm flight. Gone. I'm gone. <laughs> Let, let's just put it this way: Barry Sanders couldn't have caught her. <laughs> right. Barry Sanders, he was fast. He didn't never caught her. Just put a sea line next to me, man. <laughs> Hell yeah, I did run. Hell's yeah, <laughs> Melanie. I didn't even know she was gone. <laughs> And, and I was stealthy. What are you doing? I was like, holy shit. Okay. And he just launched you a replacement for the Exxon Valdez that's making its way to you as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Great. <laughs> Great, Andy. Thanks. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's come to the end of the show. And now, real quick. I just want to say to Black Dragon, um, I believe from the time that we are designed, created, conceived, born, whatever you want to call it, we are nothing but matter and energy. And as we live our life, it's using that matter and energy. And when we die, we don't die. Our skeleton does because we are matter and energy and they never 
they never deplete. They never go anywhere. And that's why I believe that certain people, spirits, voices can be heard stronger than others. So that's my thought on, on being energy. But we're not only energy, we're made of matter. Because the taste matter, the whole thing is together. It takes energy to run. We see you, Patrick. Thank you so much for hanging out. Absolutely, Patrick. Yes, you have to chat up the hype over on D-Live, guys. Oh, he said Shadow beat me to it yesterday. Yeah, I did, I did. <laughs> All right, guys, with that being said, let me go ahead and get the credits a-rolling. And this is where I get to tell you all, ladies, big warm hug, guys, strong fist bump. Stay strong, stay positive. We'll get through this. I want to say, oh, look, before I do that, before I say anything, let me go ahead. I put, I broke, guys, so I put 180 in the chest today. I clicked the button, so. You got 20 seconds. Get over to DLive and hit that button. Thank you guys all so much for watching and taking the time out, giving us time, your valuable time watching us. Thank you to all the viewers and listeners that have come in and watched today and liked, shared out the video. You guys are amazing. <laughs> Thank you to all my new followers for coming in and Eddie's new followers. Hope you had a great time here. Um, my podcast peeps, YouTube, DLive, Twitch, you guys are all so awesome. And we wouldn't be us if there wasn't you. So thank you. Black Dragon, um, come Saturday, um, look up Just Chaos. That'll be my channel, and we can talk more. And my co-host right there, Andy K, is the master of mayhem. Come visit us. You'll find out why. That's true. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed the show. All right, with that being said, let's go ahead and go back to the cam. Let's get me off of full screen, because wow. Oh, darkness, we know you're into a lot of the UFO and the U UAP stuff. Hell yeah. That's it, Wednesdays, it, it, man. That's Wednesdays. <laughs> we get into Here. stuff. Uh, with, again, for those of you that don't know, the, some of the conversations that me and Shadows have after the show ends, you people would be floored. <laughs> but yet, put us in front of a camera and it's like, uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> Melly said at the doctor's yesterday, they asked why I was giggling. And I said it was the show. <laughs> That's about right. All right. Nicole got 79.8 Lamones. Patrick got 46.2. Freaky Geek got 33.7. Melody got 27 Lamones. Did you see Andy says, I hope you're over 18, Black Dragon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Tomorrow is Freaky News Friday, your weird and wacky news of the week. If you are new here, 
mind the schedule. Mondays we do paranormal talk. Tuesday we have, well, we had tarot Tuesday this week, so next week is just jibber jabber. <laughs> um, Wednesdays is cryptid, or no, it's not. I lied. Wednesdays is UFO <laughs> and controversies, you know, conspiracies, theories, and all that good stuff. Thursdays is legends and lord, and like I said, Friday tomorrow is weird and wacky news of the week. Heather says I got better luck next time. Oh, you didn't well, get any Heathers? Or, any, oh my God. Lemons? I need to freaking go to sleep. You didn't get any lemons? What's no, up? You didn't up? call her name. I didn't, did I? No. What the hell's up with that? Brian says, sorry, I've never made it past 18 in over 43 <laughs> years. <laughs> Love it. Thank you guys for coming in and hanging out with us. We appreciate it so much. Absolutely. 100%. You, you guys are amazing. Definitely. And with that being said, we will see you tomorrow, guys. All right? Uh, tomorrow might be a very long day for me, so I don't know yet. Well, you'll see me tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. All right, I guys. Might make an entrance. I don't know. All right. Take care. Be safe. And, you know, we love you guys. Mm -hmm.